My brothers and sisters in the Lord, just a little announcement before the homily today. As you may have heard, our longtime parishioner and organist, Miss Miriam Whitman, passed away this week. We pray for the repose of her soul. She was at the organ here at St. Benil for 43 years. And so we give thanks to God for the gift that she was, not only to our parish family, but the gifts she was to the Lord in praising him each and every day. My dear friends, there's a little story of a train that was making its way along the tracks in the Midwest. And it was a very large passenger train, and the train needed two engines in order to maintain its maximum speed. And while the train was traveling in the Midwest, one of the engines broke down. Well, they still had one good engine, and so the engineer decided that they would keep on going. Even though it was only at half speed, he felt they could at least make it to Denver, where they could pick up a second engine. And as the travels continued, unfortunately, the other engine broke down as well. And so here they were in the middle of nowhere, stranded. And so the engineer had to make an announcement to the passengers. But he wanted to make sure they weren't extremely discouraged. So this was the announcement that he made. He said, ladies and gentlemen, I have good news and I have bad news. The bad news is that both of our engines have broken down. And we're going to be stranded here for many, many hours until they can send a backup engine to get us to Denver. But the good news is that even though both of our engines broke down, at least we're not traveling by plane. <laughs> the good news and the bad news, the joy and the suffering, the faith and the trial, Oftentimes, my friends, they go hand in hand. It's part of what it means to be a disciple of the Lord. It's part of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And certainly, my friends, the gospel is filled with good news. We hear in our responsorial psalm today, Lord, in your great love, answer me. We heard that same notion of love and charity in the collect, in the opening prayer. The great love of God that is infinite. The great love of God, my brothers and sisters, that we cannot even fathom to begin to wrap our minds around. And that love is for you and for me. And sometimes, my friends, it is hard even to try to understand that. I remember when I was at St. Peter's in Covington, I was visiting one of the classrooms. I believe it was either kindergarten or first grade. But they were learning about the solar system and all the planets and everything. And one of the little boys asked me a question. He said, Father, how much does the Earth weigh? I'm thinking to myself, I have no idea. But we have modern technology, so I got out my cell phone and I Googled it. And I had to Google it again to remember the answer. But 
The Earth weighs 1,000 trillion metric tons. So I gave him that answer. And he just smiled. And he looked at me and he said, Father, is that with or without people? <laughs> Think about it, my friends. 1,000 trillion metric tons. The billions of people on Earth. The galaxies, the stars. Yet every hair on our head is counted. It's hard to even imagine the infallible and the ultimate love of our God. But you see, my brothers and sisters, we know that even in that great love, there is still sorrow, and there are still trials, and there are still hardships. Look what Jesus says to the disciples about these sparrows. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. You see, my brothers and sisters, what is implied here is certainly that the Lord does take care of the sparrows, but did you get the other part? The more difficult part. Not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. What does that imply? It implies, my brothers and sisters, that sparrows do fall to the ground. And we know that. They're sucked up by jet engines. Weather or pestilence prevents them from receiving the food or nourishment that they need. And the litany could go on and on. But sparrows do fall from the ground. And even with God's great love for us, that love is not a bubble that prevents all the trials and tragedies and difficulties of life. And oftentimes, my friends, for us as humans, that's very difficult for us to understand and comprehend. We call it the mystery of suffering. But the question is, in that great mystery of suffering, do we still see the good news? Do we still know that every hair on our head is counted? There's a short story that was written once, and the little short story was about a priest. And it was in a community many, many years ago, and so the little town, the little village, the little community, was afflicted, um, afflicted by a pestilence or a plague. And so the people began to die. And the priest was trying to understand all this great suffering that was going on. And so he made a list. He took 15 people who died, and he started to list categories. He kind of rated these people by their faith, by their understanding, by the good works that they did. And the way the story goes is that after you rated all these people and looked at 15 over here and 15 over there, the 15 people who were the most faithful to the Lord, they died five times faster than the scoundrels. 
And the story is about the struggle for this priest to understand this whole mystery of suffering. You see, my friends, it's not this bubble. You know that there's a song, there's an old saying, only the good die young. Scoundrels, they live forever. But you see, my brothers and sisters, whether or not for you and for me, do we see, even in the trial, even in the suffering, do we see the seed of faith? Do we see the good news? Because you see, the second part of it is that, yes, even though sparrows fall, notice what Jesus says. They do not fall without their father's knowledge. Which means that no matter what we're going through in life, God is always watching over us. And that, my brothers and sisters, is what gives us the confidence. Because by God's grace, we can bear any burden. We can triumph over any tragedy. We can overcome any obstacle or any sorrow. Because God watches over us. That's why can, Jesus can say in the gospel today, do not be afraid. No matter what the circumstances may be, no matter what the trial may be. Notice what St. Paul writes to the church in Corinth. 2 Corinthians. St. Paul lists a little litany of tragedy in his life. This is what he says. Five times at the hands of the Jews, I received 40 lashes minus one. I was stoned three times. I was beaten with rods. I was shipwrecked. I passed a night and a day on the deep, on frequent journeys in dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers, dangers from my own race, dangers from Gentiles, dangers in the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, dangers among false brothers, in toil and hardship, through many sleepless nights, through hunger and thirst, through frequent fasting, through cold and exposure. My brothers and sisters, if this was your life, you might be tempted to say, goodbye, Jesus. It's a little too much. But if you keep reading on, what does the answer that St. Paul comes to? A very important verse in Scripture. About this the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for you. You see, my friends, that is always the answer. That God's grace is always sufficient, no matter the tragedy or the sorrow. Because in the end, many times, the tragedy, the sorrow, and the hardship are the things that help build faith. For those who are parents, if you were asked the question, if you could, would you prevent any hardship or suffering or trial from falling upon your children? Normally the immediate answer is yes. Because when my child suffers, I suffer. Whether they're five or 55. But if we think about it, my friends, if our children never experience the trial, they never grow in character. They never grow in fortitude. 
they don't grow in faith. Without the trial, it becomes much, much more difficult to experience the glory. In the end, my brothers and sisters, sparrows do fall, but God always watches over us, even in the difficulties of life. That's why there is nothing to fear, and that is why we sing in that all spiritual. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. If his eye is on the sparrow, how much more is he watching over me?